Hello, everyone, and welcome to Don't Eat Your Young. I'm your host, Beth Quas. Today is going to be a little different than what I've had for guests in a while. I have Ryan George on. He's been a nurse for many years, and he's coming at us today from a unique perspective. Um, He's going to talk to us about his own bullying experience and why he has decided to step away from nursing at this time. I'm so excited to have him on. Welcome to Ryan George. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've had such a long education and ended up in nursing. Um, I have been a critical care nurse for, gosh, 10 plus years. I've worked in a few facilities, you know, um, up to level one trauma centers. I've done open heart um, surgeries. I've done, I mean, I've done it. So it's been a great it's been a great and wonderful career and experience. Some of the, you know, I've seen stuff most people will never see bedside. So I've been very fortunate and I've been very fortunate to have a lot of great um, leaders in my life to show me, you know, cause as, as we all know, nursing is not like, oh, we finished school and we're ready to go, you know? So it's always great. Um, and I'll probably touch hopefully based on some of those mentors I've had throughout my career. Cause it, they have been a good uh, a good part of my life. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I've, I've worked everywhere from small town to the Minneapolis here in the cities. And then, um, and then even um, to a same, you know, recently just the same day center, which has been super easy and nice. Yeah. You don't do ICU anymore, right? <laughs> No, so I did leave ICU, I did leave bedside, um, you know, in that aspect. I used to work nights, like 10, gosh, almost 12 years, nights, ICU, ER, um, you know, on the rapid response team. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it just, you get to a certain point in your career, I think, where you think, when, when is, when have I done enough? I'm not going to fix everything. And now I need to start caring for myself and the people around me, you know? So while nursing is great in the aspect we get to heal and, you know, help others, it's also, I think, very detrimental to the nurses that do it. Right. Um, Fortunately, I think a lot of nurses don't get to the point that you did where you realize you do have to take care of yourself first. Nobody's going to do it for you. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think I'm so, you know, I say this 10 plus years, I think it's been 15 almost, but that's like, I'm still a baby, you know, compared to most nurses that do this, that, and I think of some of them, you know, some of them that I've learned from either, um, you know, in the rapid response team or in ER, I mean, some, I learned my IV skills from some, one of them was an OB nurse. Oh my gosh, she, I mean, she didn't miss. And then two other ones were um, ER um, nurses. So uh, it was amazing that I've had those mentors too. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy as far as those 15 years, but getting away from bedside has been thankfully the best decision I kind of have made for myself, just because of a lot of the experiences I've had in healthcare um 
I just, I think for myself, I came to the conclusion that um, after a while, you can, like I said, you can only give so much. Um, but I am fortunate enough, I could, you know, step away or back away because I have a supporting partner and husband that, you know, absolutely lo loves and adores me. So uh, I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> least I hope he does um but I'm very fortunate in that aspect that I could step back because most people you know do this as their career and I know so many strong women that I've met throughout ICU and um, bedside that's you know are supporting their four kids and their husband and all this stuff um you know you women uh you know I'm I am a gay man and I have been pro-woman since I came out of the womb <laughs> So I can't say enough good things about what women do and what they're capable of, because I used to think, well, she's a stay at home mom. And now I'm like, who wants that job? You know, <laughs> I praise the women that do it. There's like 12 titles. I feel like that goes with that. So I will say I, I know you and I know some of your story. And today will some people out there will say, oh my gosh, yes, that happened to me. And some people will say, he's crazy. What is he talking about? Mm -hmm. Those are mm -hmm. probably the people you're going to be talking to today. So I want to say this is going to be an excellent uh, episode. And I think you are going to shoot straight. And I think some people sure. need to hear a bit, <laughs> hear this. And I think some people are not going to like it. And that's okay because this podcast is about talking about a lot of different perspectives. And I think yours is, like you said, a unique perspective. And so I want you to say it all. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, we, as you said before, we do know each other. You know, I'm very just straightforward with yeah. how I like to say something because I don't like people guessing about what I'm saying to them or thinking, you know, I... I don't speak that way, but I know in nursing that can be hard mm -hmm. because some people, you have to learn to talk different ways to other people. And then, uh, you know, and, and in nursing, you can talk to someone the most perfect, in the most perfect way, and they're still going to hate you. So, I mean, yes. you know, so I think thank you for, you know, for uh, saying that, you know, this today, this is going to be quite the unique perspective. I am, you know, uh, a gay man in um, healthcare and nursing. I mean, there are plenty of us <laughs> out there. Uh, um, but I think, you know, me telling the story of why I have backed away and stuff is going to be great because it shows that how nurses do learn to eat their young and how some act towards each other to protect themselves so I think just going forward I'm just gonna start off when I first became a nurse and that was the first kind of time I've tasted <laughs> bitter regret you know <laughs> it it was it was such a wonderful place to learn um at the first place I had worked at and I won't obviously name names but um you know, I did, I did work there as a nursing assistant and kind of worked my way up. Okay. So from going, going from that, and then I kind of became an, um, I was an LPN for a while. And then I kind of did a whole bunch of trick hats at that place. And then I finally became an RN. Well, 
I feel like along the way, you know, and Beth, I want to start off telling everyone that I am not super nurse. Okay. I I am a B plus <laughs> nurse. I don't believe that for a <laughs> on my best day. You know, there are so many smarter nurses than me. So as I talk about my experiences and stuff, I want people to remember that I am not you know, the best of the best, there are people that are so much smarter than me, and I've learned so much from and that I can keep learning from. So I want to start off by saying that before I go forward. A little off subject, but I think you're being humble. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, so going forward, I kind of had started um, as an RN. And I learned I do learn quickly, I, uh, which was good. You know, if I put my mind to it, I can always do it. I mean, I grew up in a rural farming community, gay. I am not white. You know, I've had a rough from the start. <laughs> so, you know, say you've had a couple strikes <laughs> against you. For sure. For sure. So, it, you know, all of those things, I'm so happy that happened to me. And I am the way I am now because they've built and, you know, made me who I am. So uh, that being said, going forward, as I was kind of learning to become a nurse and stuff, I picked up things very quickly, but there are other spots where I was like, okay, like I want to train in here. I want to do critical care. I want to do ER. But I had people along the way that said, you're going too fast. Like, you know, you're, you're learning too fast. I don't, I don't even know what that meant. And <laughs> our educator, she, first of all, she tried to work in ICU and she couldn't hack it. So for her to be telling me that I was going too fast or I was that I needed to slow down or something, I was beyond me. But, you know, it eventually I did. I just kept going because I learned and I read things and I did my outside homework because, like, as I said before, nursing is not. Oh, I'm ready. You know, I took my boards. Now I can do all this. You need people along the way in your career that are going to be like, hey, grab your hand and say, you know, this is what you do. These are tricks. Did you understand that? I mean, we all like go out and pretty, you know, learning what Leva Fed and Neo and all that stuff is. But until you're in ICU and someone's life is in your hands, even a small up or down on that pump can be detrimental so you need those people. And I unfortunately didn't feel like I had that in my first job because of my educator had her own issues with learning, I feel like, and couldn't do it. So, but anyway, so that was kind of the first taste I had with, you know, the, again, I'm pro-women, love, but I think with women, they treat me almost as the same as them. And we all know that female... <laughs> I don't have to tell the listeners on this podcast about how people will treat each other, how nurses will eat their young or how they act towards each other. And you know what, Beth? I was one of them at one time. We all have been. We, we all have been, have been there. Absolutely. And you know what? I was probably the worst of them because I was gay and I, I'm, I was intelligent. I knew what I was doing. And I was just like, listen, if I can get it, you can too. It wasn't until I learned a softer side of myself, just kind of saying like, people are going to learn if they're willing to give the effort, I will teach them. But there are some that don't want to be taught. Right. 
And you have, and that's the biggest thing I want the listeners to know. Like if you have a skill, teach, because that's what we need. However, you need to know how you're going about it because some people, they don't want to learn and they're going to hate you for being that person that's running around trying to teach everyone how to slip past a valve when you're doing an IV, you know, like, so I just, I feel like we need to, you know, be kinder and gentle to each other, but, um, and I think also taking the perspective of the learner, sometimes those learners, students are scared to death. Absolutely. And when you scream at them or yell at or make, roll your eyes, make them feel stupid, learning can stop there as well. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, and they're just, then they're so focused right there on the insecurities and stuff. And you just stop that bear, you know, it's a huge barrier to learning. Right. And it, like I said, I, I've been guilty of it. But going back to this first story, this is why I kind of learned to be like that. And it wasn't until later in my career that I became softer, like, okay, well, you're not going to learn this, but here I'm going to teach you how to just get from A, B, C, and D, and then we'll learn how to put those letters together to make a sentence later. Let's just, like, get the basics and, you know, and then you'll feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So anyway, as I was working there, I started to climb up pretty quickly. So I, I worked in a, a float role. So um, I'm like, you have to train a critical care. I was, there was an ER shortage. I think it was going to ER almost every night. And then ICU. And if I wasn't doing that, I was on a house float role, which we went to the codes. We recorded the code blues, all that, you know, the trauma stuff. Mm-hmm. So as I started to get more skill, I started to slide into those more coveted roles of house resource, house float, or going. And you know what, Beth, it didn't matter. I went into staffing every night to see where I was going and it didn't matter where I was going. Three, four or five people would be complaining about, well, right. Why does Ryan get to go here? Why is Ryan going to ER again? Why is, you know, and I finally told staffing, I'm like, then start sending me to rehab or medical. I don't know what to do anymore. Like I have a skill and that's just how it has to be. Okay. So I started to get pretty off put by that already. Mm-hmm. That nurses were talking like that about me. I was, I was happy with how my career was going because I was learning. I was going to ER. I was learning all this stuff, how to cardiovert, you know, um, how to stop the heart, you know, and then restart all of this fun stuff you get to learn in ICU and ER. I didn't care that I was being put in these houseful resource roles or anything because that's not where I wanted to go with my career. Right. I didn't want to be in administration. You've, you know me, I'm, I have a mouth on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I, I just like having fun while I love teaching, you know, there are people I hope that are listening to this podcast that have said, yes, he has taught me so much. And, you know, there are probably going to be some that are like, oh, my God, he was the worst person I've ever met. (laughs) You know, and that's the thing, unless you're strong or build that thing again around your heart, those things hurt at first Mm -hmm. and people are going to hate you for no reason. And that's kind of what I was learning at my first job. You know, I was gay um so it's like were they I was not in a 
major city, I'll tell you that. And where I was working is very conservative. Mm -hmm. um, so as a gay man, you know, women don't like being, I, it's a competitive thing. I'll tell you that mm -hmm. women, I feel like view gay men, just like they do other women and they're cruel to each other. Mm -hmm. They're cruel to us, just how they say things. I, I just remember all in my history, I can, I can remember women that have done the most detrimental harm to my career. And the major one I'll, is I'll get, to, I'm getting to the story. I'm a little long-winded, you know that. Uh. <laughs> it's all good. Let me just ask one clarifying question. Do you think it's because of the sheer volume of women in nursing or, and maybe you didn't have a lot of male nurses where you worked or do you think it's truly um, the way you said it is, it's because of how we're built to be. We're different. I think it is how it's built to be. You know, Beth, I have, I can't tell you how many of my girlfriends have cried on my shoulder about men. You know, like I under, I'm not a woman, so I don't understand everything about you guys. You guys are still such a mystery to all of us. <laughs> um, but I have such a unique perspective as a gay man because I've cried with all of, you know, I've cried with you. I've seen your guys' insecurities that you tell me. And I've also seen how you treat each other. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, it's some people are, I think until we get to a point in our lives where we have this, this thought of, I have everything I need, we will always have that jealousy or if I don't, if someone does something sometimes, you know, I don't think it's natural instinct for people to be like, good for them. Like, I'm happy they got that. I think most people are like, well, what did they have to do to get that brand new car? You know, and that's I've like, the, heard that. yeah. And that's the hard thing. And, you know, like I said, as I get older and stuff, I'm, I, I look at my younger self and think like, God, I was like that a lot mm -hmm. because I didn't have all that stuff. And now, you know, I'm in a more secure place, both emotionally, personally, and, um, everything it I can see now how people hate other people for the happy things they have in their life and unfortunately I think you know being going back to my story I was climbing the ranks I was doing these things I was happy because I was accomplishing goals mm -hmm. and I am such a goal person you should see my list at home like ah oh, I love to cross out a good list you know <laughs> Uh, so it was hard. And finally, I was just getting so sick of it. I, I would come home and tell my husband, um, and we weren't even married at the time. I was just like, what? I don't know what to do. Like, if I go here or do this, someone talks about me this way, or someone says I'm acting this way. And it's like, that's not even how it is. And here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's the story. And this is what really sent her home. Her name is Lucy Hitzmeyer, we'll call her. Um, <clears throat> she and I were talking about a fellow employee, you know. Um, so her and I do did the house resource role a lot together and stuff. And um, sometimes when there's a lot of things, someone can't figure something out, obviously we go try to fix it or whatever. Well, this other nurse had called me and she was trying to crush meds to get into a peg tube. Okay. She was on like telemetry or something. This is the same nurse that wants to be ICU trained. Mm -hmm. And you know, well, I love 
education. I think there is a certain point or reality we have to face that some people aren't built for ICU. Some people don't, can't think that quickly or, you know, connect dots. So, I mean, the fact she was asking me how to put meds through a peg tube was alarming because you have so many other things to worry about in ICU. Peg tube is the least of your problems, you know? As you know, it's 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 insane. That is that is like learn breathing. Right. Right. It's like breathing. You know, it, it it that takes no thought. It's all the other things you have to do. Well, and not only is is it just tasks, it's the demeanor you have to have. Yeah. Like in a critical care area. Yep. You gotta be almost assertive. You gotta make those decisions. You gotta be like, what is going on here? You also, I think, have to be able to willing willing to ask other people for help. I don't know everything about what's going on with my patient, you know? Hey, right. I need the three smarter nurses and me in this room, you know? I I need some help. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and then you're just like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, you know? But then you learn from that. Mm -hmm. And then the next time it happens, you have that skill. So anyway, we were talking about this nurse and Beth, it was so crazy because for the first time in my life, I didn't say that much, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's the funny thing because I'm such a blabber and it was like the time I was just like, you know what I did. All I said was, I don't think she's ready. I know that people want to fill these coveted roles, but like you have to walk before you can run. Right. Um. So I had just said that with her, this conversation we had, and I was pulled into my boss's office the next day because I have a poor attitude and a ego. <laughs> or you're spot on and you saw something that no one else would talk about. Yeah. That's I mean, I literally said, like, I think if we're having trouble with meds in a peg tube, we should slow down. That's all I, that's literally all I said. And I said, just said I don't think she's ready well this Lucy I forget what I called her last name anyway Lucy ran to my boss and said that I was having an ego and all this basically because of all these roles I filled she thought by getting me in trouble they would pull me out of these roles and just send me to units or whatever which is so unfortunate I worked with one we'll call him Saul Saul <laughs> Um, I remember I saw him after I left hot out of that place at a wedding and he just told me, he goes, I can't believe those women forced you out of there. I'm so mad. He goes, and that's all it was. He goes, that's all it was. He goes, we had some wonderful, intelligent male climbing up the ranks and all they could see was jealousy. Mm -hmm. And I said, I didn't even want it for those purposes. I said, you know what? I love parking my butt in ICU for a full 12 hours. Thank you. Turn and tuck, you know, like it, you have a stable patient. Come on. That, those sometimes are the best nights, not running around the hospital, coding people, running people to MRI, you know, all this stuff. So it was hard. This, this Lucy cut me dirty and it was, it was the first time Beth, I realized that no matter how hard I help people or how hard I worked, there will always be people to undercut me and, and lie 
about what comes out of my mouth. So as you know, I mean, you've met me, I'm so honest and direct because I just don't want someone, and I've had that my whole life since I was growing up as a kid, you know, I acted straight for 15 years, not well, but I tried. (laughs) (laughs) And that's That's another thing. You, you lived a long time trying to be somebody that you weren't. Yeah. And now you're just trying to live a life so that everybody knows what you're thinking and how you're feeling and one person, well, it, and it's never just one person, but Mm. that's the thing with don't eat your young. Young isn't an age. It doesn't mean an age. It means somebody that's older that maybe is being treated differently because they're older or like you, you were different than a lot of people that you worked with. So now you are the young person. You're the young of the don't eat your young. Yeah. And it's crazy. And like, I want to say to those nurses that are growing up, you know, you are are growing up in this, this culture, it is hard. I mean, some of us will look at you, if you've been like, doing it for six months, there are some questions you should already know. But the one thing I want to say is, I know you're scared, and you don't want to look stupid. But remember, if you're brand new to something even if you've been a nurse five years and you go to a different unit you're new that is a whole set of skills you shouldn't know unless you've been running an ICU in your apartment you know like if you go to ICU from a telemetry there's a whole list of things you shouldn't know and I want to just encourage everyone listening when you do do that be afraid to feel stupid for a year Mm mm-hmm Ask those stupid, well, this is a probably stupid question. Well, ask it. You have a year because after that year, if you don't know that answer, it's going to look twice as bad because you should have known it in that year. You know, so I just want to encourage the listeners to, to make sure that they um, feel okay to feel dumb for a year or so. It could be, and, and, and I say a year as a ballpark you know some units are easier to learn than others but each has its challenges of how we chart and all that stuff so that's what I kind of want to say about that and I also want to say like uh, don't be afraid to you know shine I left my first job and I think in the email when I left I had written something along the lines um you know, don't worry about those who are trying to bring you down. They're already beneath you. True story. And and I had, you know, sent that in the final email before I left because that's how I had felt. I had felt like my educator had tried to keep me from doing all this stuff and learning what I wanted to. Um, You know, I also felt like the betrayal of just the female nurses I've worked with. And that was just one story of many I have, Beth, about the women I've interacted with in these critical cares that just blatantly lie about stuff. Or we've all been in, in I mean, we've been in tense situations where in ICU things don't go right. Like, I'm not going to be like, you know, Bobby, can you please go grab me a a liter bag of NS. We need to spike here quick. No, I've got blood pressures of 40 over dead. I don't got time to be sweet. Right. You know, <clears throat> so there are times and places, but I also think there are 
women in my career that have been so bad and nasty to work with that have just made up things like I'm saying in that ICU situation, if I hadn't, if even my eye had rolled a little, I've had another female nurse say, well, Ryan was, you know, doing this during the code to so-and-so. And it's like, is that what we're worried about right now? If this was your mother in this bed right now, would you be worried about how my eyebrows are, you know? And I'm sorry, I have to pluck these things every day. Sometimes I have an arch, sometimes I look angry. You never know what you're getting with these eyebrows. <laughs> that is such a good point. There are times that we just need to get the job done and we don't need we don't mean to be rude or come across brash but it happens and let's talk about it but I think in every instance that you're talking about those nurses couldn't have a conversation with you they went around you to someone else and I encourage people to learn the skill of having conversations with people we may be having conflicts with because that's that's grown up you need to be a grown up yeah And I, that's what I feel like this, how come Lucy didn't come to me and tell me like, well, I thought you were being a little brash. She came to me, all right, to tell me what she thought and how she, and I'll I'll be honest with you, she was telling me all these things about this nurse that she shouldn't be going to ICU. And I literally only said like, okay, you got to walk before you run. Like maybe we should reevaluate, you know? And then all of a sudden I'm the crook. I'm the one... And that's the hard thing. Like people don't want to have those honest conversations. And I will tell you the people that are listening that have met me or come into direct contact with me know straight up within the first five minutes, if I like you or not, like, you know, I'm just a very honest, open person. If you're rubbing me the wrong way, I'll still be nice to you, but I don't have to have interactions with you. And that's perfect. Yep. That's how we should all be. Yep. And that's something, you know, I'll express why. Or why my distaste, I'll let you know why I'm not interacting with you because maybe you'll learn from it. But chances are, if I'm not interacting with you, there's a reason. And you're probably not going to learn a lesson I'm trying to tell you anyway, you know. So, but at least, you know, I always, I always say if you're having this issue, we all know the, like when you have an issue with someone, it feels gross, right? It feels icky. Mm-hmm. Like that, that feeling will go away if you just confront it, like yes. go to that person, tell them, Hey, this is what I thought you did to me. Even if it's me, be like, Ryan, you know, like, I felt like you were rude to me because of this. And I was trying to do that. And I might say, Sally, I needed this and this from the crash cart. I didn't have time to hold your hand and braid your hair, <laughs> you know? And then if she's like, okay. And I'll be like, I'll be a little gentler next time. I'm sorry. And you know, we can still learn and grow from these things, but I've had someone come up to me and say, well, I don't think you like me. I'm, I was completely shocked by that. I, I'm completely I shocked by that. Like yeah. I didn't even think about it. So if I was coming across that way, it was totally unintentional. I'm glad you told me because now we yeah. can talk about it and I can say, oh my gosh, that totally is not what I meant. And I'm, I apologize if that's how it came across, but by her telling me that, it totally changed our relationship. Yeah. And it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Healthcare is so hard as it is, you know, the patients we take care of, the families we bond with. And then, you know, 
when we lose those patients, I feel, you know, I feel like each time we lose someone, that's a little piece, a little chip off our heart that goes with, you know, because we cared for them. We did everything we could. And that's what I love about nursing, to be there to help those that need it, to use my brain for something so good. But as I told you before, I've stepped away now because I can't handle the politics and the honestly the women inner fighting and I say that because I've never had problems with the males even straight males that don't like gay men some some of my best friends and I see were male friends and they were so fun yeah so it's not like I hate straight men okay <laughs> I've dated a few oh <laughs> <laughs> we definitely won't tell me <laughs> but you know it's it's it is hard. that's the hard part all of these that first experience was so detrimental that I left that hospital and I I mean I think I shot a flare out and before that flare went out I was I had three jobs at a different hospital you know um and do you think it was the culture of that unit altogether? was it a couple people was it the culture of the hospital I think it was the culture of the hospital I mean we had this whole thing if you didn't like, it was insane at the place I first worked with. You had to chart every four hours. Um, if you didn't, Epic flagged it. And then you're in the office if you had three times. I mean, it was a culture of tattletales. Yeah, it was one of the worst places I've ever worked for that. And um, there was enough teamwork if you. You can't, it's, you can't. And it's all tattle, tattle, tattle. Like that, I feel like. And I don't know if it's the area, you know, I have some great friends from that area, but the, I don't know. It's just, to me, it is, it is one of my best friends who actually, she inspired me to, oh, this is, this is going to kill you, but this, she inspired me to be a nurse, actually. Um, I, I worked at a group home before I was a nurse and she was like, listen, you're giving nabs, you're doing these nabs, you're doing, you're cooking, you're cleaning, like, I get paid this amount, <laughs> and you're getting $7 an hour. I was like, what? <laughs> so that, you know, that's why I went back for my third bachelor degree, because I thought, well, something to support myself. It's, I like taking care of people. Um, so anyway, she was my best friend. I had met her randomly. It was pure chance, Beth, that I had met her. It was randomly at a bar. I'm going to tell you that. Um, I had yelled her name because I had met her once. I thought she was a terrible human being. And then I got to meet her and I was like, oh my God, like we had hung out and we became friends. And then I got into nursing. So that, I mean, that was a beautiful thing that fate had brought me to it by this nurse. But then I found out this exact friend that I loved and had built this whole big thing that I looked up to and why I became a nurse and why I wanted to be so smart because she is so smart. I found out she voted against gay marriage. Mm -hmm. and, and she knew you. She knew me for years. I mean, I had to carry off the, the bar floor sometimes, you know, like I. That's a good friend. 
Yeah, we all need those in our 20s, right? Yes. I just, that is another instance. I mean, I know that's more of a personal story, but it just comes back to nursing too. Like, I mean, that's why I got into it. It was because of her and all this stuff. And I looked up to her, wanted to be so smart. And it just shows you the level of how people can justify the things they do, not just in nursing, in people's personal life, but like these are people that are supposed to be non, you know, as nurses, we should be non-judging. We should care for those we don't agree with or, you know, take it from me who I don't even put my hood up when I go into a department store because people think I'm going to rob the place because of my skin color, you know, <laughs> and and you know me, I'm like the sweetest, bubbliest person. Yes. I feel like there is, but there are certain things that we kind of uh, take for granted, I think, and especially in nursing with these personal skills, nursing is such a hard career. It's hard enough because we have to pretend that we're not hurting inside, that our things aren't happening to care for patients. You know, ICU, we have one to two patient ratios, which are nice. But that's in ER, you could have up to four if things and then someone's climbing on a wall, you know, and then you're those med surge nurses. Oh, my God. Bless them. Bless them. Yeah. Because I couldn't, you know, all those, and then the sundowners, you're chasing people around. I was a nursing aide at <laughs> that unit. I like, worked in a nursing home for a while. I yeah. remember those people. It's crazy. So, but I think that, go, you know, people that are listening to this too, if you do get to a point, you know, I'm, I'm not quite 40 yet. I won't say the age, LOL. Um, but I just think, you know, there's never, I, I loved my career. I loved what I did. I still miss it. Um, but the nice thing about it is I have kind of stepped back and done things for my own self. And I've actually found other things that I really, really enjoy doing. Um, and that's just kind of what I, I hope the listeners take from, you know, it's hard. It is hard, but if you get to a point where you can't do it anymore, I think it's harder to step away than it is to keep doing something. And I am thankful I was able to do that, that I had the resources to do that. Um, you know, I, my mother still talks about it like, oh, well, like, what do you, do you miss it? Like, kind of like, because I know she used to like to, to tell people. I was a nice nurse, like, oh, he takes people open heart. You know, that mom. Yep. She's so proud. proud. Yeah. Proud. Which I'm like, go for it, mom. But like, I'm, you can be proud of me for other things, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I have, I'm highly educated. I mean, I have all this stuff going on, but she always focuses on that one thing, which well, is. This is what I know about you. You are highly intelligent. You are a caring individual, and I don't think you're done in nursing. Now, not conventional nursing, mm -hmm. but I think you have a future in teaching, mentoring, doing something, because you are so good at it. I know. I just, like, it's hard. 
like to say to say what I am going to do with it. You know, I have stepped back and I want the listeners to know, like I stepped back in September. So I, I didn't step back like I haven't been on this sabbatical for you know, 100 years. I just stepped back because, like I said, I'm I, I have a loving husband and, you know, we we don't have children other than our fur baby. Gets, yeah, quite expensive. Yeah. If you could see this, you could see their little honey laying right bes- behind him. Yeah, in her big old queen bed. Like, yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, well, thank you for that. Yeah, that that's so sweet of you. But it is hard to say what I want to do. I do love teaching. You know, I one of my last jobs in ICU, I had brought some of my best friends up from a heart center to ICU and let me tell you, that was three to six months of heavy trip, and it was constant. Like Ryan, I, like, but Ruth, I have to remember, I had that in- uncertainty too, mm-hmm. going to ICU for six months. Like, please don't let me. I remember driving into work, thinking like, please don't let me kill someone today, for like six months. Yes. So like when you when you guys are starting out and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, I feel so uncomfortable every day. You're going to. That's normal. That means you care and that you're intelligent enough to know what you don't know. Right. You know, and, and I that... would say that I'm much more calm going to work these days, but I still say, please don't let me kill anyone today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every I think day. that's a, every day You in your entire career. That's just what you want, you know, and like I said, it is hard that I have had such poor or bad interactions in nursing and like I said I don't I don't want to pin it on female it is a female dominated industry but that being said it's so toxic um, how nurses treat each other or even the little things they'll say to their managers or whatever to get ahead or think they can get ahead I mean, if you even mutter on under your breath sometimes, like the, one of my friends had a situation where everything was going in that wrong in that room. And we've all had a situation where that's happening. Yes, we have. Where you're just like, I am trying to keep John Doe alive here. Where is my suction tubing? Like, you, you know, it, it, things are just going wild. But we've all had that where we just, we need to help each other, I feel like, in nursing because it's it's so hard. It is. And if we put Humans a patient at the middle of everything, every yeah. single minute of the day, yeah. we would all work as a team. And sometimes yes. I think that's get, that gets lost. For sure. I think the teamwork aspect, because they are, you know, the... I can get ahead this way, or maybe I'm gonna, I want this job. So if I show that these people aren't doing this correctly, I mean, people have reasons for their reasons and we'll never know what they are. I just like encourage people to keep their head up. If you have to take a little break from it, don't be working all that overtime because the money is good. Like I was working nights and one more shift got me to Cabo, you know, like, so I, we all know it. We all know that. I need a new refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
you know, that Menards bill isn't going to pay itself. So I think it is, it's a fine line between, I hate my job. Do I stay for the money or do I take that very scary leap and try to do something new? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and now at my career, I do, I go for, do I go back to school? Like, okay. So and if you see my, you guys can't see my eyebrows right now, but when I looked at Beth, I was just like, I can't, like, I don't think I could do it again <laughs> because, you know, three, I had, I had an AAAS degree, um, you know, then a um, BA, BS, BSN. And then it's like, if I just sort of went to nursing first, I could have avoided all this money and time. But now I'm like, what do I you know, I do love teaching. I love explaining when you take your epi drip off because, you know, you don't need for hearts. You don't need epi for, um, you know, you need it for the contraction for a little bit. But people don't know. You keep epi on what's going to go. Your lactic acid goes up. most, And then pretty soon it looks like you're septic. And people don't realize you need to take your levofed or your neo and use that as a constrictor instead. You know, so people come, I've worked in places where I've had seasoned nurses that I've walked in teaching novices while their blood pressure is going soft. Let's go up on the epi. And you guys can't see my eyes there, but I was, <laughs> she rolled them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You know, and it's like you have other mechanisms that you should be using, but until someone comes along and knows it from someone else, you you would never know that. Right. Now that you're a nursing student, you don't have time to learn those. You don't have time to learn the ins and outs of you're trying to keep you're just trying to keep yourself above water. You literally have a life wrapped around your neck, and that's about as taller as you are in that water you know some of us learn to get on top of that raft a little bit <laughs> you know and then we switch jobs and then we jump right back into the pool well I would so, say the last 30 to 60 seconds of you talking you're not a b-plus nurse you are a plus <laughs> nurse you are very smart and you have a lot to teach a master's in education for you how about that as your next degree well I mean we'll see Beth <laughs> My boxer takes a lot of my time. Oh, well, <laughs> well, Ryan, I am so happy you came on and that you yes. shared your perspective and had this frank conversation because I think it is important for so many people. It's important for the young new nurses to hear that um, not everything needs to be that way. It's important for people just trying to move up and do things for themselves and feel good about what they're doing to hear that you don't have to put up with people that make you feel icky. And for those people that are doing it, look at yourself and ask is if it's you, what can you do to change because you're really creating a toxic work environment? Absolutely. And you said it thank, like that summarized it perfectly. You know, it is, it is hard. I know being a new nurse and you don't get that thick skin till you get and sometimes you don't even fully get it because of we all have so many different paths in nursing yeah. that each one of our chapters, our stories are so different from another. But I think, like we said, I've I've learned to be kinder and gentler because of these experiences. And I feel like we all need to remember that because there are gross people in life in general, but 
we just need to be there for each other, especially when it, other humans are involved, you know, right. the last thing you need to do is be anxious or hate someone next to you when you both are in charge of keeping someone alive. You know, that's the last thing you want. And um, yeah, be kind to each other. Yes, that's I, I love that. Yeah, be kind and be there for your, be kind to yourself. Yes. Nurse says, be kind to yourself because I know we don't. We we tend to forget. We got to care. We got to fix everything. I've taken my nursing career into fixing everything in my house. <laughs> Good for you. Well, yeah. I know that, um, Ryan, as you progress through life and decide what maybe your next steps are and what your next chapter is, I would love to have you come back. I would absolutely love that, Beth. It's been fun. Um, and maybe next time we'll talk about something a little more fun, a beat, you know, with, uh, nurses eating their young, not so dark and dark and dreary. I think between the two of us, we have a lot of stories to share. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I love it. I love that you do this. Um, I wish I had known about it when I was a baby nurse, when podcasts were a thing, you know, uh, it, I hope this is helpful to people. And I, I know that your podcast does help people. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for giving me a voice for my experiences. And I hope even if two or three people hear this and it helps them, I'm glad. And for those that hear this and hate me, I maybe guess- Maybe they can learn from it. Maybe you can learn from it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ryan. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Beth.